Have you ever wondered how successful architecture, engineering, and construction companies scale their business? Or have you ever wanted guidance on how to get more growth, wealth, and freedom from your AEC company? Well, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Will Forat. And I'm Justin Nagel, and we're your podcast hosts. We interview successful AEC business leaders to learn how they use people, process, and technology to scale their businesses. So sit back and get ready to learn from the industry's best. This is Building Scale. Hey listeners, it's Will here. Our mission is to help the AEC industry protect itself by making technology easy. If you've ever listened to our show, then you know that the three pillars of scaling a business are people, process, and technology. So if you suspect technology is your weak link, then book a call with us to see where we can help maximize your company's IT and cybersecurity strategy. Just go to buildingscale.net slash help. Today's guest is Karen Selker. Karen is the COO of ACE Energy Services. That ACE has a three after the C, by the way. Uh, ACE is an industrial and commercial HVAC company that provides value-added services to the data center, critical facilities, manufacturing, and distribution markets. They strive to provide the best quality of work that brings the most value to their customers. Customer service is something they take very personally and is their foremost concern. ACE is a family atmosphere and is dedicated to empowering their people. ACE provides itself or prides itself on being recognized as providing incomparable value to the commercial services market and strives to exceed any and all expectations of their customers. Uh, and with all that said, uh, Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, we're super excited. Uh, no, we also learned that you're a you're a big building scale fan now, so we yes. love that. We love hearing that. Yes. Uh, even spoke about some past episodes that you uh, liked and starred. So this is this is all. We're super excited. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, as you know, I said fancy nice things about you and in, in Ace, but we want to hear it from from you. What uh, what's your your background? What's your origin story? And what makes Ace uh, amazing as we believe it is. Um, well, uh, my background story, I didn't come into construction in what I would call a very traditional way at all. Um, I did do shop class in high school for four years, uh, and which is always wild because not once did anyone say, Hey, Karen, you're, you're really good at this kind of stuff. You should go to trade school. They were like, go to college, go to college. Um, so I actually went to college and have two different college degrees, uh, and was a teacher for a few years and then decided this is not for me. Um, and then went on to go work for my family's plumbing company, which is then how I transitioned more into what I do now in my role now. Um, so that's kind of how I got here. Um, and how I got connected with, with ACE Energy Services is actually through our owner, Brad. Uh, I met Brad on a job walk while I was using him while working for a different company. We were actually subcontracting him out. Um, to do some work. And I was like, this guy's amazing. Um, he was fun to be with. He was very knowledgeable. Um, and we like kind of hit it off in a way that I was like, what do you do again? What's your full scope of work? And, you know, that was two years before I went and worked for him. So when I met him, he was always like, you ever find yourself in need of a job? And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I like where I'm at. And then about two years later, I was like, remember that time we met and you said, if I needed a job, well, I'm kind of looking. And he was like, yeah, uh, 
follow me, let's go. <laughs> so that's how I, I ended up meeting Brad. Um, and as far as what ACE is and what we do, um, ACE Energy Services kind of got a start in a really random way doing like carpet cleanings. Um, and and Brad was a young guy then kind of being like, oh, yeah, this is a great business. And then the economic downturn kind of happened in 07, 08. And he was like, hotels ain't looking for carpet cleaning very much right now. So he kind of pivoted uh, into a, a realm of doing coil cleanings and cooling towers. And that's where he really found this big void in the market in the mechanical and HVAC realm. And he was like, I'm going to lean into this and kind of make it my own. And he did, which is the inception of ACE. And so now what started is just kind of doing some very minimal, low, low key preventative maintenance in the HVAC world has developed itself into us being kind of like the go-to company for cooling towers and everything to do with cooling towers um, and, and large scale HVAC work, uh, especially in data centers, hospitals, anywhere with really critical cooling needs. No, that, that's interesting. Usually uh, you don't think energy and carpet cleaning together uh, <laughs> initially, certainly. That's that's not how I envision energy. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, it's it's an interesting journey to get here. So uh, one of the big things that just struck uh, me when we had our pre-interview is you had said empowering people Absolutely. was a cornerstone of uh, of the business, a cornerstone of the culture. Um, yeah. So I'd love, I'd love for you to talk more about that. And like, what does that mean at ACE? Absolutely. So it's actually empowerment is actually one of our core values. Um, so our core values are empathy, loyalty, empowerment, and unity, which seems very like rah, 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 right? But really what our goal is, is like we're so customer centered and people centered that, you know, anyone could do what we do. We are firm believers in that, but we have the right people. That's like the special sauce of ACE is like the right collective whole of, of people. And with that comes the I don't want to have to be bossy. I don't want to have to tell people how to do their jobs. I want to hire people and train them on what we do and why it is we do what we do and then let them do their jobs at the very base level and then empowering them to feel comfortable and confident and knowledgeable to make decisions for themselves and for ACE. If I have to go and hire someone, let's say, and, and then go, oh, I hope they make the right decision, then maybe I either A, haven't hired the right person um, B, we haven't trained them enough that we feel confident in that or, or, you know, really any number of other things. But the goal being that I want to be able to train our staff and have them build on each other so that we kind of are all lifting each other up to be the best version of ourselves. And then with that being said, we will then perform the best version of ourselves at work, at home, all aspects. Um, so that's, that's the secret sauce of ACE for sure. So what does that training look like? So a lot of people uh, will talk about training uh, and it's a lot of talk in, in comparison to actually execution. So what does training look like at ACE? A lot of on the job for us, like what we do is not something that like you get from going to HVAC school, right? So I'll, I hire a lot of people that are like fresh out of high school, fresh out of the military, um, no skills, right? And they'll come work for me and we'll come work for Brad Knight Ace and the guys on the job or showing them how to use pressure washers. Like, Hey man, welcome. Um, so you ever done a pressure washing anything before the kids like, no, he's like, cool. Let me show you how to do it. Um, and then, you know, explaining like, Hey, no pressure, but this piece of equipment runs like a pretty large load of cooling. And, and if we ruin it, they're going to fine us and sue us and all that, but like no pressure, just pressure washer. You got it. It's going to be fine. 
Uh, and that's kind of how we train people. Uh, and, but but the reality is, you know, there's really no other way to learn it. Um, with that being kind of said, initially, though, I offer guys webinar trainings. Uh, any of the cooling tower manufacturing companies offer so much free content, especially with the age of YouTube and the Internet and, and podcasts. I'm always like, hey, we're going to go work on this. Why don't you watch these five YouTube videos before we go so you know what to expect and then come back with some questions so we can kind of find a, a level entry point. Um, I also think for, for us, what makes us different and something we've recently started implementing as we grow, because we're growing so rapidly, it's hard because we have almost more new guys than we do have like our initial crew of guys who know like the ins and outs of everything. We've actually hired back a gentleman for us that kind of like pseudo retired, was really ready to focus on his own like art path and retirement. And he's now coming back <laughs> and training guys for us. And his sole purpose is on a job site, we have a new guy. Your job is to babysit him and make sure he doesn't incidentally ruin anything. And while you're there, answer every single question he might have. Like, so that lends itself very well because, you know, when you've got six guys working on a job, and you know, a new guy's got 120 questions. Why do we do it this way? Why that way? I don't even know what this unit does. It's hard to stop what you're doing and be like, okay, let me tell you. Um, but this is giving them the opportunity to grow. And it's empowering him to ask the right questions without feeling that sense of shame or guilt, you know, that you're holding back the entire group. Um, and then that then lends him to be able to offer that information to anyone else that's new. So, you know, building them up from the base level and as stupid as it sounds, one of the conversations we had recently about process in like our meetings has been, it seems silly, but like dumb it down to the point of like, we like to empty the air out of the trash bags <laughs> because sometimes people don't understand that like, if you have a big old trash bag with a bunch of debris in it and you lift it up and it's got pockets of air and you rip a little hole, guess who gets a mouthful of debris, you know, and it yeah. seems count like maybe a little bit like insulting, but that's the level at which we want to explain to the guys. Like there's a rhyme and reason to everything we do from showing up to the job to leaving the job. I don't know. I kind of like the fact of leaving a little air in the, uh, in there. So if there's, <laughs> if there's anyone that I don't like near me, I'll poke yeah. the hole on purpose and then flatten <laughs> the bag. <laughs> I mean, some of that cooling tower water is pretty, pretty nasty. So Dirty I mean, water, but, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's nasty smelling all foamy on the top, you know, mm. yummy. So <laughs> just, much yummy. Just right for the October's witch's brew here for, for Ooh, Halloween. There you oh go. yeah. Oh yeah. We see some nasty ones. And I think, I think it's hard too, because it's not like every day you're like, Oh, of course I've cleaned the cooling tower. Like, or of course I've refurbished or, you know, and there's certain things you can pull from, like everyone's throwing out trash at their house. Right. Of course. But like, have you ever lifted a 13 gallon trash bag of 40 pounds of debris and sludge? Probably not, you know? And like, that's one of those things that, you know, we try to build on and then it helps, it helps to build the sense of we're all in it together. Like we're telling you this because we have done it already and eaten the mouthful of debris. So we're trying to keep you from eating the mouthful of debris. It might be like, you know, maybe that's why we're radioactive or something. And like all of us have special powers. I don't know. It's not that cool. <laughs> drinking debris not cool check got that no. in the, got that in the the nuggets <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's a cdc warning about legionella somewhere we could plug right into this segment like right now like by the way please clean your towers you'll get legionella as if it's stagnant water 
Oh, yeah, Ugh. that uh, gross. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm such a baby when it comes to these things. Uh, it's it's yeah, not not I'm not interested in that at all in any way, shape, or form. So good on them though. Like that's yeah. uh, good g- g- good for them. It's what that that show, Dirty Jobs or whatever it is. When oh yeah, them, like micro. Who could do this job? I don't understand. Like we're not is- up there. I I mean it's gross. It's definitely not up there at micro level of gross. So I would say like a step or two below. Got it. So um, how, so, how do you identify great people to hire? You talked a lot of, a lot about sort of the training and you yeah. talked like great culture. So how do you find or identify those great people? Um, that's a challenging one because I think you know everybody's so different, and we we I don't know. I pride ourselves like I pride the fact that we at ACE are kind of like a group of misfits. We are all so different and diverse. You, we don't really have a type. Does like, so you know how sometimes you go into jobs and you're like, yeah, this, this guy works here. Obviously look at him. Like, this is why we don't really have that at ACE. Like if you see us, we're kind of like this kind of odd bunch of, of folk. But at the same time, we all have certain qualities and attributes. We're all hard workers. Um, we're all in it to, to have some fun. We all laugh a lot. There's a lot of laughing that happens. Um, so when I'm looking for people, I'm looking for personality more than anything. Like someone could have all the right qualifications and they come in and they're like, oh yeah, I've done this. And they're a little arrogant. I'm like, nope. Um, if someone comes in and maybe instantly starts nitpicking people, I'm like, I don't, I don't like the vibes. Like we're not here to like push people down to build each other up. I'm all about if you need to give someone constructive criticism, that's fine, but it better be on the, on the process inside of, um, I'm doing this to help you be better. I'm not doing this to hurt you. Um, so when I, when we interview people, oftentimes the questions are like, how do you handle criticism? How, how do you handle having to do something that you don't maybe find enjoyable for 12 hours a day? Uh, you know, no one wants to stand in a cooling tower when it's 120 shoveling out debris or ripping out hundred pound pieces of media for eight hours straight, but we have days like that sometimes. How do you handle that? How do you think you'd handle that? Um, and seeing their reactions, if their response is like instant, like look of horror, like they saw the worst day of their lives, I'm like, maybe not going to make it. Um, but I'm also a big firm believer in giving people the opportunity to try it for themselves and either A, prove me wrong or, or B, decide for themselves that either this is good for them or not good for them. Like, who am I to judge you that this is the best decision you've made in your life? I don't know. Like, I don't mind shoveling shit out of a cooling tower, to be honest. I don't think it's the best job, but I also have good mental stamina that I would just listen to some music and be chill. But for somebody else, that might be the worst day ever. And they're not going to put forth the best effort for me if they're thinking to themselves at 4 a.m. when they're waking up, I never want to do this another minute in my life. So is this is part of the interview process to go out back and, you know, shovel some shit and we have done days like this where guys will come and they'll be like, I don't know, man, if this is for me, but we like them. Like in the interview, I'm like, Oh man, this guy's amazing. I shouldn't say guy. We've interviewed many women as well. Like this chick's amazing. She'd fit in great. And part of me is like, let's just come try it. Just take a day at work, take a personal day from your current job and come give it a whirl. And tell us what you think. Because honestly, sometimes that's the only way to really get someone to understand it. And sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But I also think either you want it or you don't. Like, I don't know. I, I'm a big I'm a big believer in if someone comes on board and they interview and they're, they've got a bright outlook, positive attitude, they, 
they're interested in self-development and growth and wanting to not just be like entry-level employee for the rest of their lives, they're going to do great. Like that, that's going to be, they're the deciding factor in their success with ACE. And they're also the people that are going to help bring ACE to the next level. So I look for that. Um, I don't really have any other qualifications. If they have prior construction experience, sometimes I'm like, oh, they already know a hard day's work. Um, but I also sometimes like, I saw someone come from a restaurant and I'm like, they've been yelled at by people. Probably going to be okay. <laughs> They'll probably handle stress very well. <laughs> um, you know, as part of the, so really this all relates to the culture that you've built and are, and are continuing to build. What about kind of, and I think it's part of your core values, the upskilling side. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that sort of first, first, you know, kind of your newbies versus yeah. people that are very experienced PMs, et cetera. Yeah. So um, we're really big again on like empowerment pieces like that, that top tier trait for us. Right. And that's one of our core values because, you know, we are efficient because our team's efficient. And when we, when we have our core group of guys, they've been here, some of them 14 years, some of them, some of them fewer, but you know, a long time. They have so much knowledge. They've seen so much. They've done so much. And I want them to feel and, and perform at a certain level. And what they will do is, is come into that role and obviously be able to have the opportunity to grow up and develop deeper roles, more meaningful roles with ACE. And I would rather hire internally for open positions than have to look outside the organization. And they're always given those opportunities. And I personally and Brad personally feel like by asking an employee, do you even want that role? Is this a role you're interested in trying or taking or growing into? Or are you like really content with where you are? Or do you see yourself going a different path? Because sometimes, you know, we're, we're a small growing company. Um, and sometimes we don't know we need a role till someone does it. And we're like that, that's what we need. And so, for instance, you know, we we have a couple critical accounts that are very, very important. We've never had one person be like an account manager. But recently we have a, a specific employee who has taken on the literal role of being that sole businesses person. They know all the ins and outs, all the operations, people's names. He knows like he's like the encyclopedia Rolodex guy for that specific account. Wasn't a role I ever thought we'd need at Ace, but when we found it, we were like, is this something you'd be interested in? And he said, absolutely. What's it fully entail? And he's taken that idea and kind of sprinted with it where he thinks it needs to be. And we have been able to grow so much because of him specifically taking that challenge and empowering him to, to offer more training to the guys specific to that site. Um, you know, developing plans for them. Like he, he's fully in charge of it, you know, within bumper range. Right. But that empowerment allowed him to then grow and manifest more opportunity for us. And then has given more development opportunities for guys below him, you know, and all because someone just gently suggested, Hey, have you ever thought about this? And he was like, it was like a watching a growth right away, you know? And I think that's a big part of what we do. And I think doing that continuously is how we get better. So that's just, I mean, like, empowerment to me doesn't even feel like strong enough of a word because 
you know, Brad's got an open door policy about coming to him with ideas. I have an open door policy about coming to me with ideas. I'm, I'm all about it. If you see something, say something, I want to know, I want to hear, I want to experience it. And I'm always willing to give them like that opportunity so they can get better. So does that, so like training in like these pieces of like new roll up skill, all those things, how do you, how does the, how does like, the leadership of the culture uh, come come to play. Obviously, you you bring in this uh, retired person back in. Hey, yeah. we have a way that we do things. This is going to help the young, the young bucks that are coming through. Yeah. Uh, or dose, uh, or dose, not just bucks, because that would be just men. Uh, <laughs> but you're going to have that help. But then also, there's a there's a leadership um, strategy or leadership culture that kind of has to be pushed out. What does that look like from you and Brad, or is that you, Brad and others uh, in that yeah. kind of view of who is so, the leaders? You know, I think for, for our leadership team right now, we have two team leads for, for the crew in the field and we have three like supervisor roles. And then we have like a project developer. That's kind of like our structure at the top and how, how it works as far as like their leadership is we like to give them one, all the love, right? Like they're killing it. They're, they're the way it's like an upside down triangle, right? Like Brad's kind of building me up, which is allowing me to build more people up and we're able to kind of carry and build our team. So not like top heavy, it's kind of the other way around. We're doing all that lifting to lift them up. But then I want them to feel like when they get their information and their training and they can be like, let's say for instance, we have some conflict management. We have some new guys ruffling feathers and, you know, typically we're getting a group of guys together and someone's trying to be like, I'm the big dog, right? That happens. That's just natural. When you get a group of dudes together, no matter the age, it just, it just happens. Teaching and helping our guys find the information they need to help that conflict resolution, to help communication, to build better rapport or be maybe uh, show a little more empathy in, in, in that sense towards people going through some shit, Right. Helping them to be better at that just builds the people below them to a whole new level and then builds them. I don't want to solve the problem. I want to help them solve the problem. So rather than them coming to me and saying, what do you want me to do? I'll say, well, what do you think we should do? What, what, what's the answer for you? Um, same thing when we have people that we need to let go of. If we have a lead in the field who's like, I'm having a lot of problems. And I go, sounds to me like you've tried X, Y, and Z. I think it's time we need to just let them go. Do you, are you in agreement or do you see something differently? That's allowing them to ultimately be a decision maker and giving them the, the power to kind of have their own voice in that matter. I don't have to work with so-and-so every day. You work with so-and-so every day. And I'm not, granted, there's going to come a point when maybe I go, I'm sorry that you feel differently, but this has to happen. Um, but for the most part, I don't want it to be a top heavy decision. I want it to be you know, you're coming to me, I'm trying to help you, but there comes a point too, when we all have to make those decisions together um, to keep things moving forward. And I think that's that empowerment piece again, that, you know, if I'm just making decisions and you're just doing things, there's no growth happening. I'm just telling you what to do and I'm dictating. I'm just, you know, A to B, do it. That's not helpful. That's not growth worthy. That's not going to help us grow and triple business and any of that. What, what that does is just makes me have ant workers. And I don't need a bunch of ants. I need guys being able to critically think on their own and say, oh, hey, I'm foreseeing this being an issue. Let's nip this now. And then bringing that forth to the table for a conversation. 
I love the fact that you you that you essentially answer a question with a question uh, <laughs> that you don't actually give answers, right? Because I think that builds bad habits. Um, and like you said, right, it, it, then you've just got busy bees, um, but they're mindless, right? They don't actually grow because they don't right. understand the decision-making process of why you would get to whatever that answer is. Uh, and the guidance that you're sort of providing, if they're not going to, let's say, the right answer, uh, I think is great, you know, but that's after they've thought through it rather than yeah. you doing all the thinking and all the decision-making. I think that's so that like from a scale perspective, this is definitely a key component here is building your people up to be able to create decision, a decision-making model and uh, how they get to an answer, whether they're in front of you or not. Right. right. Um, so it's amazing. Great job there. Uh, I love hearing that. And I think one, I appreciate it. Uh, but two, I think it's hard because as somebody who's in the position I'm in, sometimes things seem so like, let's go. Like you have to be decisive. And I I tell, we had this meeting about this here recently where I said like, I'm just decisive as a person. Like I'll jump out the plane without a parachute and sort the rest out down, figuring it out as I fall. Like we're already here. Guess we're going to figure it out together. That's just my general personality. Um, Oddly enough, Brad, the owner is very similar to me in that. We both are kind of like burn the building down behind us, figure it out as we go. Um, and I think we've brought in like our project developer who's a little more level-headed when it comes to stuff. He's he's a little more like, have we thought about this? <laughs> and I'm always like, no, but that's a great, that's a great question. <laughs> um, and I think it takes all types, right? I also sometimes will be like, that's a weeds question for me. Like I'm not getting into the weeds of this it's not up. Like I, I, I could care less how we do X, Y, or Z for a project, as long as the outcome is this. And I will say that to people. So like, whatever you have to do to make this happen, I don't care. And then also if we could stay on budget, that'd be dope. But you know, Hey, like I understand things happen. <laughs> um, and that's my <laughs> <kind of> general, <laughs> but I also get things happen. Like here recently on a job, one of our guys was doing something he's not done um, before. And he called me up and was like, it's not going as planned. Um, and I was like, okay, so how can I help you? And he was like, I need to do this, this, this. I said, sounds like you've got it. <laughs> it was like, Godspeed. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like that's that empowerment piece again. And when it, when it got done, he was like, sorry, that took more time than expected. And I was like, but you did it without me. So you're good, right? You you want to like debrief? He's like, no. I'm like, great, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> and I think that's such a big, important that, piece. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. And we now, just, uh, now I can just, assure you, uh, He'll get to the just this job next time we do this, and he'll be like, "Oh, I saw this one time," and I'm like, "See, now you know. Now you can show somebody else." Hey, everybody, Justin here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As you know, Will and I are business nerds and love talking to leaders who've scaled their businesses using people, process, and technology. If that's something to that get you all jazzed up too, then do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the little bell so you get notified every time we drop a sweet new episode. And if you know somebody who'd be an awesome guest on the show, send them our way. Just go to buildingscale.net slash guest. Now, back to the episode. That We just uh, hired two new engineers uh, uh, at Spot, and um, we were talking about this, like having, having new people 
uh, find the problems or find the solutions, right? Like it's all about like, how do, how do I get you to start thinking like how we think as an organization? Because that's what it's about, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if you can um, create uh, a bunch of Karens, right? A bunch of Brads, like if you can create people that think like you, that's where the scale comes, right? Like that's where Absolutely. it is. Like it, it, to your point, you don't want ants. I don't want a bunch of worker ants. That doesn't actually do me any good. No. Like that that's not going to allow me to to hit the levels of growth and scalability that you want simply because like I'm I'm still now the the choke point. I'm still the the yeah. bottleneck I'm here. The uh, and I'm I, the linchpin. I'm the linchpin. I don't yeah, want to be the linchpin. <laughs> yeah, totally. So at, speaking of that, as you grow, right? Obviously, yeah. you've been growing. As you continue growing, those uh, interpersonal you know relationships kind of adjust. Like you you've said, like we are a family. We have a very family based kind of culture. So like once you, you know, hit 50, 60, 70, 150, 9,000 employees, it becomes very hard to have a family that size. Right. So like, what, what does that look like? What have you seen based on the current growth that you have? And then Mm -hmm. as well as like, what, what are you already like? All right. When we get double this size or triple this size, quadruple this size, what does that mean for, for our culture? How do we keep, keep investing in that culture? I think a lot of a lot of what we do is based on building camaraderie, right? When you're when you're in the thick of it and you're all kind of doing some hard labor together, you're building that sense of like we tackled it. It's it's very relationship based. So similar to that, as we grow, kind of cultivating that to be the case so that let's say you don't get teams that are always the same four people trying to intermix people together, like, oh, you two have worked together the past couple of weeks. Let's let's switch that up. Um, because I think we're all on the human experience together. Like all the experiences may be different, but at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all here. We all work for ACE. So we already have some common grounds. Let's build on that. And I think also we try really hard to be fun. And, you know, we have cornhole tournaments at work all the time with like, we're coming in for a team meeting. We bring pizza, we play cornhole after. And, and unlike other companies where maybe they'll be like, no, you have to kind of stay around. If you don't want to stay, I'm not going to force you to stay. I don't like to hold people hostage places. I don't, I don't like that. So stay if you want to stay or don't stay either way, but just know that like we're here if you want to. And that builds that sense of like, you know, I don't know. I grew up with cousins and we all would travel together. And like my cousins and I might not talk every day, but like we can always for sure be like, bro, guess what happened? Right. So that's kind of the family vibe we're building here at ACE where we all know about each other's lives to what people are willing to share. And we try to be is, is on top of it as we can as a whole. Like I like to hear about so-and-so's baby cut their first tooth. Like, I love that. I, I want to hear about it. I like to hear like, you know, one of our guys is away getting married right now. I can't wait to see the photos. Uh, we have a guy who races bikes. I love to hear all about that. We had a, a, another gentleman who was a stay-at-home dad for a bunch of years. I love to hear how his stay-at-home parenting comes into play now being an older gentleman in an HVAC industry with a bunch of younger guys and him being like, these kids are killing me. You know, I, I love <laughs> to hear that. And I I'm I feel like that's what makes us have more camaraderie and build stronger and better relationships, not just amongst the team, but with our customers too, because then we're sharing those experiences and camaraderie with them. We're on sites and a customer is like, oh, I, my wife just had a baby. And we're like, oh, that's great. You know, and we'll all remember the guys will remember the next time they go back. So like, oh, how's the kid doing? You know, that's, that just overflows from us and our cup flows over into our customers. And that just keeps that growth. That's uh, so true on 
not only the culture internally, but the client experience externally. Because uh, for, for us, we uh, every time we have our, our leadership meeting, uh, we talk about, hey, like what's your, you know, in the past seven days, what's your professional best, but also what's your personal best? Like we, I want to yeah. know like, hey, that like, uh, you know, uh, Will's son, Theo took his first steps. Oh, this is amazing. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, Kasha had uh, an amazing dinner uh, out with some friends that was like, it's just really meaningful to her in regards to that seven day stint, right? So it's Absolutely. like for us, when we think about uh, the personal side, it's just as important as the professional side, um, because that is that camaraderie that you're speaking about. Absolutely. And I think for 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 the sem- semblance of who we are at Ace, you know, we're a loyal group. Like you're you're with us and we're we're family. Like it's kind of like us. I don't want to say us versus them because that sounds a little like antagonistic, but we kind of do shield our own like a little bit defensively. Like these are my people. These are my this is my crew. Right. And I think with that comes that semblance of like, we like to build each other up, but you know, when you've got something personal going on at home, that comes to work as much as I can say, leave it at the door. It doesn't. And I want people to be able to have personal lives. We're all working to make a living, to have a life, not the other way around. And, you know, we value the work-life balance. We value that, you know, we don't want people to end up in situations where they feel uncomfortable and we're big on the volunteer to voluntold always. I never want someone to be like, you have to work Saturday. I don't care that your kids baseball games then. I don't care if it's your, your best friend's birthday. I will be like, Hey, we've got a Saturday job coming up in three weeks. Who's in. And then I build a team based on that. And as long as all the needs are being met, that's it. I don't, I don't want to tell you to do anything. I want you just to do it because you like coming to work for ACE and you want to have a good job and make a good, you know, have a good income and carry on with your life. And then that'll just intrinsically come back to me that that's just the way the cycle flows. And I think, all too often, that's not what companies have. We have like tiny dictators standing somewhere being like, everyone must do this. And then everyone's like grouchy and they're tense. And I don't want that. I want to be like, hey, man, how was your Sunday? Uh, so next week we have a job coming up. Any chance you'd be interested in going? And, you know, if there if there's any sort of hesitation, I'm like, hey, man, think about it and call me back. I need to know by Wednesday I'm trying to get a group. <laughs> and that's it. And then I'm like, I don't want to. I'm not going to pressure. It's on a high pressure sales role, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so we, t- we talked about the interpersonal piece of the growth and like how that adjusts. What about process? So when we yeah. think about smaller companies, there's less process because inherently everybody's kind of doing everything all in kind of different ways and yeah. going kind of, you know, all over the place. But as you grow, you have to have processes in place. So what are some of those processes that you've had to build uh, and that you are currently building because of because of growth? Yeah. So it's funny because in the past two years of growth, we've we've grown quite a bit at Ace. So like when I first started, it was like we all called Brad about where are we going next week? What what's the plan? Where's the calendar? You know, and, and which is wild as the owner, right? We're like, well, this is crazy. We all have a streamlined phone call with the owner all the time. As we're growing, there's less and less of that, right? We, he's still very actively involved every day. He's still doing sales calls. Brad will never change. Brad's just that kind of guy. But, you know, we can't have people, we've got a large enough crew now, we can't have people calling out sick to Brad. Like that's counterproductive because now they might've made one phone call to Brad, but now Brad has to make eight phone calls because of that. So, you know, we're building in the processes of, and it sounds really, really simple, but like the silly things like, hey, call your lead first. And if they don't need somebody else to fill in, they'll just let somebody else know that, hey, on payroll, so-and-so is out on Tuesday. No big deal, you know, like, but if they do need someone, they'll call the next person in line. Um, 
you know, th those are things that we didn't have built in up until like this year, which is wild. But when you've got just 10 to 10 to 15 people, we don't need that. Like, you know, that's, that's a small group chat at that point still, you know, it's, and I think like these things are being put in place for us so we can have more streamlined communication. It's accurate. It's not the game of telephone. We're trying to um, be better about boosting the productivity on things. Uh, not so much this like boop, 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 boop down the line and, um, you know, just overall efficiency, but also I want there to be a sense of like better relationships because of this. I want, I don't want it to be like, oh, I can't call Brad. I can't call Karen. But then I want the phone call when it is me not to necessarily always have to be like, what, what happened? It's, hey, how are things going? Oh, I, you just wanted to share something, something great. Fantastic. I got here for the bad news too, but I love getting more of the, I have a race this weekend. You're going to come watch or, hey, my kid's baseball tournament's coming Friday. Uh, I, I'm going to take, you know, Thursday off if that's okay. Like, I'd rather those phone calls than like the troubleshooting and the, and so building in those processes that are allowing more of that to happen internally with a set and clear, like, if this, then this plan makes all the other stuff so much better. Um, and the same is being said on paperwork, like how we did paperwork just last year versus this year is wildly different. And I feel like that's something that we're constantly on this, like, we have a current game plan, we're doing it, it's working great, something happens, it's not so good adjust plan, reassess in this constant cycle right now of, yeah, last week we did do it that way, but not anymore. <laughs> um, so learning curve for the guys, they're kind of constantly being inundated with, hey, remember last week we said we were going to do this? Yeah, not, we're, new plan, uh, didn't work. Um, and I think that's the ability to be vulnerable and transparent with them that we're still learning this. And if they have ideas that they think are going to work, I'm here for it too. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Um, and I think these are the things that are going to help us grow. And I, I remind the guys, these are the things that in 20 years we go, remember when we just used to use a Google Doc? And we're going to all laugh hysterically and be like, yes, I do remember. Um, you know, or remember when our, we had nicknames in our phones for each other that we shared with customers and now we don't. Like we actually have nice little line cards. Remember that? Like those are things that we're going to see changing, which is just, you know, it's cool to be part of. I remember... Uh... Earlier this month, uh, I was in Chicago at our leadership meeting, and I, I remember saying, like, hey, remember when we all worked in the basement? Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, we that's what we did. Uh -huh. uh, and, and now we're in our second office and all, all of that. But it's just like, oh, yeah, like those things are the awesome things. Yeah. Not, not awesome necessarily always in the moment. But when no. you look back and say, look at where we've gotten to, look how far we've come. Uh, it's super awesome. So love that. So. Uh, Will, any any thought on, on the basement uh, dwellings? Uh, I mean, they were cool digs, uh, I will admit. Um, little known fact, we were in like a multi-million dollar home that couldn't be sold. So we were in the basement of this multi-million dollar home that was humongous. Uh, and that was our office uh, office for a little bit. Um, but it worked. It, it worked, purpose. right? Yeah. Um, it, we were still able to serve our clients, uh, no problem. But the as we're reminiscing sort of the, the good and the bad, um, remember that time when 11 major processes were all on me and we had to pull, some, pull those oh, yeah. off? Oh, my God. Some of them took years to pull off yes. because of like the intimate knowledge. And like, yeah. as we were and scraping it off, it was just, ugh. And I think that's the hardest part. Like right now we've got a project developer that's come on board recently 
And, and his sole purpose is going to be when we sell some of these large scale um, projects, kind of to coordinate, you know, all the tasks. That is something that only Brad and I have ever done for this company. And that's a hard thing to like, just let go of and be like, here you go. Um, you know, cause those are, those are relationships with vendors. Those are relationships with, and I'm like, oh man, I hope he understands. And then, you know, and luckily for us, this is a person we trust very, very, you know, I mean, like we've known him for a few years. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it was a great, like I joke, we manifested this. We met this guy again on a job walk. And I was like, if we ever get the opportunity to hire this guy, and we were both like, mm-hmm. And when that opportunity came knocking, I was like, you don't have to ask me twice, bro. Like where press hard three copies. I'll rip off the top. It's for you today. Start tomorrow. Um, and I think like, those are the, that's, that's what makes us who we are. Like he didn't really know anything about what we did. We just really loved his vibe and who he was as a person. And I was like, I can hang my hat on that. Let's, let's get him in here and we'll train the rest, you know, we'll figure it out. But I know letting go of some of those things, like you just did just thing with like the, that's what I feel like. And, oh, yeah. and it's like, oh, this could go so terribly. <laughs> um, and I know Brad feels that way about things like billing, like, you know, uh, invoicing is terrifying because, you know, that's, that's kind of the flow of how we pay people. And I'm yeah. always like, man, the day that we decide that gets passed off onto somebody else, I, both of us will have like massive coronaries, like, oh no, this could be so terrible. Um, you know, but I think that's just part of the growth. It has to happen at some point. We know it's inevitable, but like, finding the right time to do it, that it's not going to be so chaotic for everybody? Or how do you slowly integrate that? Like, that's, that's where you're, where we're kind of at. And, and the same thing, like, for us right now, we're at a spot where only so many of us really need access to computers or doing any sort of like that Microsoft stuff and, and housekeeping things. I know as we grow, that's just going to be like the first thing that's exponentially bigger. And that's a, that's a big thing to take off and then implement when you've done it a certain way for so many years. And then that changes how I do things, which slows down my, my process and slows down my ability to cram out things in five minutes. Cause now it changes and, you know, but explaining to a lot of our guys that like, we're all on this ship together and we're all going to, you know, I'm too prideful to sink. So don't worry everybody. <laughs> we're going to make it. Uh, but I think it's just getting them to see that like, we're all in this change in process and we were going to laugh and learn and grow from it. That like, I, I tell a lot of them in 20 years, we're going to look back at this and be like, remember when we did this and we'll laugh hysterically. It'll be a great story, you know, and then we'll be able to be like, man, we've come a long way. Well, if you, if you want to offboard uh, invoicing somewhere, just go on more site walks apparently. Cause that's where you find a good amount yeah. of talent oh. yourself <laughs> as well as your project designer. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy is it's not like uh I'll, I'll be honest. Like I haven't scalped people. Like I've not hired them away from other employers because I, I'm not going to do that. But these people have left and gone other places and then bumped back into me. And I've been like, what a small world that this has happened. And then I've been like, well, if you're not with them anymore, I mean, you want to be here. I'm not going to hold you to it, but <laughs> I'm always like, I always go not okay. Like, oh no, it's fine. You don't, I don't want you to feel pressure. And then the inside I'm like, please, 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 please. <laughs> Um, but I think you're like, like, please feel the pressure, please yeah, feel the pressure, please feel a little bit of pressure. Um, but I also think like, I want them, I don't want people to come here if they don't want to, Like I love everything ACE. Like I love everything about what we do. I love everything about how, how Brad treats us as employees and how he loves, I, I hearing Brad talk about ACE is like hearing a kid talk about Christmas. 
Like he just wholeheartedly believes in his company and what he's built. And I feel like that just passes down to the rest of us. And that helps us grow. I don't want people working for us that don't have that same, a little bit of fire of like, yeah, ace. And if they don't, after a year, I'm kind of like, are you in? Are you really in though? Like, it's tough what we do. And I think that that's what distinguishes us from everybody else. Cause a lot of people view this as a career for them and it's not just their job. Not just like, I guess it's this will do this feeds my family today, you know? And that's, that's a big part of who we are. Uh, everybody is in uh, business development, sales, client experience, everybody in the company is right. Like that's, that's yep. how it works. And when everybody is in love with the company or loves what the company does, um, it makes things significantly easier, right? Like it's just, you might not actually be responsible for getting a deal, but when somebody sees how much you care about the thing you're doing, they yeah. inherently want to hire that company and, because they can just see it. It just, it, it, yeah. it just flows through the air. It's, it's yeah. wild. And I, I want the guys to feel that. And I want them to feel it when they, when they're finding people to come work for us. Like we hire a lot of people's friends, you know, like, you know, anybody that's the easiest way to find employees. you got a friend, you got a brother, you got a cousin, like, come on board. And, and when, when their friends come on board, they're like, Oh, this is, this is actually great. You weren't just bullshitting me for the past year as you talked about it, you know? And that's not to say we don't have our ebbs and flows and ups and downs, but you know, at the end of the day, we all genuinely care for each other. We're, we're a loyal group. We, we want to build each other up. And it, even at the bare minimum, I never want to hold someone here. So even when I have guys that have their HVAC license, if they start being like, Hey, Karen, I've got an opportunity to go be an apprentice at another company to actually do this. I would be heartbroken. And I would be remiss to tell you that I would, I would absolutely try to convince them to stay, but I also would be like wholeheartedly, you have to do what's best for you. Me to you as a person on a personal level. I love you here and I see you here forever and ever because I think you're great. But if this is what you need to do for you, I will be happy for you. And I can't wait to see where it takes you. And one day I'll say, I knew that kid when, and now look at you. And I'm totally okay with that. And I don't think many employers mean that all the time when they say that about their employees, but, but Brad and I wholeheartedly mean it. Like, if that's where you need to go and life's taking you, then by all means, please go and keep in touch. That's it. No hard feelings. See you on the flip side, you know, onward and upward we go. We'll see you around. And if you decide that after being over there, the grass isn't what you wanted, come on back. That's okay too. <laughs> and as you expand uh, growth and expand services and more roles and all those things, like maybe there's now, you know, on a site walk, we we bump back into each other and hey we actually have that position hundred uh, percent ready hundred percent and I I think that's that's a great place to be that we're at the spot where some of these guys that maybe weren't eligible to work at other larger mechanical companies are working for us getting opportunities that are a little more rare because we're such a small company and we're still growing and we're at that foundational level where they're getting a lot of opportunity that maybe is like six seven you know jobs above where they're currently at at a different company, but because we're here and we wear multiple hats a lot of the time, try it on for size, see if you like it, let's get you there. Let's make it happen. So what, you know, we've talked, we've mentioned uh, HVAC, but what, what is the niche that you're really, you're really <laughs> in, right? Like, you know, like what, yeah. what does that actually look like? And what in, in yours and Brad's and Ace's eyes, what's the perfect client for you? Um, Perfect client, somebody who wants to invest in their business and their facility to be energy efficient, 
and they want to maintain it so they don't have to replace pieces and parts and equipment five years in when it can last 20. Um, ideally, things are water cooled. That's great. That's cooling towers. That's what we do, right? Um, but, uh, you know, data centers are huge for us. Um, any sort of process plant or facility like manufacturing, hospitals, municipalities where you're cooling large areas, anything with a lot of warm bodies that need to be cooled off or, you know, like that. Uh, I think that's the, the big thing. It's a really broad area, I guess. But data centers right now are banging. They're popping up like, like a CVS on every corner, right? So, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not going to say, no, I, I don't know if I want to do it. If someone said to me, oh, a data center, it's not water-cooled, I'd still be in. Um, we do a lot of work right now with data centers that aren't water-cooled, uh, helping them with a lot of their needs. Um, we have a client we change 16,000 filters a quarter for. Um, that's a lot of filters, a lot of changing. Um, and that's just growing. That's that's not even where they plan to be in the next year. So, you know, and we're just doing filters for them and a lot of other little miscellaneous things we maybe can't talk about. But, sure. you know, on the filter standpoint, like that's, you know, integral to what they do. You don't have good filters. You're restricting flow on your units. It's getting dusty. Dust on your coils reduces efficiency. Like it just spirals. And next thing you know, your whole data center is hot and toasty and your servers won't work. And that's just a bare minimum. That's just surface deep. That's not even like a step into what really could be and what we do. Yeah. And then the architecture, engineering, and construction firms that we support uh, in their cloud infrastructure then go to shit. So keep doing yeah. the good work there, Ace. <laughs> right. Right. And I mean, it, it's hard to get people to think about that, that like even something as silly as cleaning a cooling tower, which seems like run work for a lot of mechanical companies, if that isn't clean, you're getting zero heat transfer for your system, which then just makes your chiller hot, makes your building hot, makes your water source heat pumps not work. Like I could go on for days. Right. And, and then when that starts happening, it's, it's almost impossible to get caught back up. Once the scales built up on these things, there's no like, Oh, we'll do that tomorrow. You defer that maintenance, man, it's going to schedule itself on Christmas and you're going to be down without cooling you know, or it's going to happen on the 4th of July and all the popsicles are going to melt. Like that, that's what, always what happens without fail. Like, don't, don't play with that. <laughs> that Both of those are sad, uh, hurting Christmas <laughs> and uh, sad popsicles in July. So uh, absolutely. No one wants that. Don't defer your maintenance, people. Don't do it. Just bite the bullet now. You'll thank us later. <laughs> I'm going to guess from sort of a, because of who you work with, you know, there's probably some compliances that you have to deal with or like privacy. Is that a thing that you have to deal with? Absolutely. Uh, and how do you deal with it? Because data centers, uh, hospitals, right? I mean, those are all like there's laws around these compliances, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, so both, yeah, both sides uh, from a standpoint of non-disclosure agreements when it comes to um what's happening in a facility, especially data centers. Like I can't talk about what it looks like, no photos, don't text me about it. Like I'm not going to tell you anything, right? That's important. It's pivotal to their success. And a lot of what they're doing in there is different than their counterparts um, because that's why they are who they are. And the counterpart is what the counterpart is. If I start sharing that across both boards, it's going to get real muddy. However, with that being said, oftentimes I see a lot of replicate, like things that are replicated amongst, the, you know, end of the day, they all have the same stuff, you know, or relatively similar. And there is a lot of crossover that can be beneficial to them. But I have to be cautious about how I share that, who I'm sharing it with, 
and I'm not giving away details that are maybe um, privileged and, you know, detrimental to their success versus their success. When it comes to hospital, there's a whole other bag of worms. You know, you've got sometimes we're in areas where we can see people's personal information or we have access to going in and out of the hospital frequently where the doors normally are locked because it's a security area. Um, you know, that is a very serious thing where our guys have to understand that like people's people are in vulnerable situations inside this building. We don't want to be allowing access and propping doors open for strangers just to walk in. Um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff like that. We take it very seriously. It's up there with safety for us, like personal safety. Don't get dehydrated. Don't die. Don't, you know, always rope off, et cetera. Right. Right below that is like our customer safety and, and the safety of their data information, um, you know, and, and them as a, as a company is, is like, you know, because if we start sharing like, oh, we go to this specific site and we do X, Y, and Z and customer A and customer B, they have no trust that, that then I won't go do that to somebody else for them. And as much as I want to like shout from the rooftops, like on my LinkedIn, like, look at this amazing shit we just did. I have to be like, this one time we did this cool thing. Anyways, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, you'll, if you're ever on my LinkedIn, you'll see all my photos are, unless I've declared like from a customer, are you good if I share this are super zoomed in you, unless you like got some reverse search magic on, you would have a hard time knowing where it was. Um, and I do that because I don't, I don't want to share that for my customers. I want them to have the anonymity that they deserve. I don't, I don't want them to feel like I've just blasted their BS online. I've been like, look, they didn't care about their stuff or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and that's, that's important. How do you deal with privacy and references? That's gotta be, I mean, if you can't, if you can't talk about it, it's like you have, you have the work, but then, Hey, these guys could say that we did a good, a good job, but you really can't. Right. So yeah. how do you deal with that? I cry about it. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time trying to be like, there's this other data center on this side of town that may or may not be um, around this area with roughly this amount of equipment that, that we've done stuff with maybe hypothetically. <clears throat> and then people are like, so as so-and-so, so I can't tell you that. But, you know, and I, and I also think, you know, for instance, sharing about 16,000 filters, like clearly that can only be so many places in the world, right? Where you can say for this specific customer in this specific state, I have done X amount of things. Um, but also that's the most you'll get. I won't tell you what types of filters. I won't tell you like that's neither here nor there. Like, I guess in, in maybe people who are in that industry as well will start to ask certain questions because they'll be like, this can be a yes and no, that's not going to give anything away that's important. But also I can clearly tell what kind of facility we're talking about. Um, and usually when I find myself in those situations, those customers are asking specific questions like, have you ever seen something like this? And is it something you think you could fix for us? Absolutely. And then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. Yes, I have seen something similar. Yes, I think I have a good solution. Yes, I can help you. Uh, but until I come to your site and see exactly what you have, I don't know. And then when I'm there, let's say I've seen this exact same scenario. What I might say instead of is I've seen this exact same scenario is I might say something more along the lines of, yeah, I think I have a good solution. Um, let me get to the drawing board, draw you some sketches real quick of, you know, 
how I think we could fix this or do this, but I absolutely will never share a photo. One, I can't take photos in a large chunk of anything data center anyways. And if I do have a photo, it's because somebody gave me one that was like, so zoomed into one specific nut bolt nook cranny that it is like literally, wow, there's your hexagonal bolt, bolt there. Huh? It's beautiful. <laughs> like that. It's about, clean. It's yeah, clean. It's, clean. it's beautiful. And that's, you know, I, I think that's a challenge that will never go away. I also think it's maybe not as challenging because any other data center personnel who is inquiring to me about data center stuff is going to be very understanding of me saying, I can't share that with you. <laughs> and they're going to be respectful of that because they would want the same in return if I'm talking to another data center about their data center. Uh, you know, so it they seem to get it. Uh, you know, lots of hospitals and like healthcare facilities really get it as well. Schools get it. Um, then you get like high rises and property management. They don't get it as much because their stuff's like kind of on display, you know, and that's a harder thing. But when you get to that, then those are the pictures I'm sharing. Anything you see on my LinkedIn is something that can be very much like identified. A customer might be like, oh, that's my tower. <laughs> like, yeah, thank you for letting me clean it for you or refurbish it, replace it, et cetera. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's got to be tough. Uh... I hope that, you know, more data centers will work with you. Uh, <laughs> me too. And well, I guess call just... me data centers. So I pop, pop my number at the bottom, like, hey, it's me. That's right. <laughs> That's girl. exactly right. <laughs> Before we let you give your uh, amazing uh, shout out to the business, uh, we have one final question we want to ask. We ask it to everybody. Uh, now that you're a loyal uh, Building Scale podcast listener, you should know what's coming. But if you could go back 20 years, Karen, what would you tell yourself? Ah, not to be so hard on myself. That's like an everyday statement. Um, I'm a, I'm really hard on myself as an, as an overall, I, I'm a worst critic, um, when it comes to always wanting to do more, be more, all of that. And I think sometimes I have to tell myself like, slow down and enjoy it and stop treating yourself like utter crap. Like maybe drink some more water too. That'd probably be a wise decision. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that that's what I would tell myself. I would also tell myself that it's going to be worth it. Like, Hearing like this, any woman who's been in the industry or a male dominated field will get this uh, as much as we are all inclusive and everything's great. It's hard to be a woman in a male dominated field. And you're the only person in the room that's a woman 99% of the time. And that's difficult. And there's for every time a man told me like, you're too much, you're not enough. You can't, you won't, uh, no one will let you. I wish that I could like turn around, kind of flip him the bird and be like, Haha. <laughs> how about now? <laughs> Uh, but also with that being said, younger Karen needed to find find her people and find the men in the room who were wanting to build the, the table and chair with her to be in the room. And, you know, I found that in Brad. I found that in Ace. Um, I found that in my spouse. You know, he is the most loving and supportive husband. And he really does like fan the flames of like, yeah, I'm just along for the ride. Here I am. <laughs> and I think like, Younger me needed to take those criticisms and not beat myself up and just know that that was somebody else's viewpoint and that it wasn't going to matter. I'm going to still be what I'm going to be without them shitting on me. <laughs> awesome. No, that's great. We will drop uh, your website and social links and all that in the uh, show notes. But uh, what would you like to leave the people with? Uh uh any other final parting I words? have no wise words keep your equipment clean and tidy 
Uh, I don't know, change your filters, clean your coils, <laughs> call me to clean your coils. Um, you know, we're, we're here to be a partner and I want nothing more than your facility to be in top condition so that you can keep doing what you do best and I'll keep doing what I do best and we'll both be happy and successful. And uh, looking for those kind of partnerships is great. And those of you who don't need anything us related, uh, keep killing it. Awesome. And how could they get a hold of you if they needed you? Yeah, my number, ready? 480 330 1092. That's really a awesome. plug for sure. No, that's hey, we want to support uh, anybody in the, in the industry. So, no, totally, totally all about Absolutely. it. So, uh, listeners, I hope you had as good of a time as we had. Um, Karen was awesome. Uh, we loved having her on the show. And until next time, adios. Adios. Thanks for listening to Building Scale to help us reach even more people. Please share this episode with a friend, a colleague, or on social media. Remember, the three pillars of scaling a business are people, process, and technology. And our mission is to help the AEC industry protect itself by making technology easy. So if you think your company's technology pillar could use some improvement, book a call with us to see how we can help maximize your IT and cybersecurity strategy. Just go to buildingscale.net slash help. And until next time, keep keep building building scale. scale.